the Mad Trio podcast. This week, we have the California Pariah, Jonathan Charney, James, the Fat Man, Stevens. Hello. Rob, the old guy. You're listening to the Rob Charney Show. <laughs> and this yes, is the Rob Charney this Show. This is Mad Trio Take you Two. This is the second time we're trying to record this episode. As you <laughs> yeah, can maybe tell, take three the way things are going. Yeah, as you can tell, there's somebody loud in the background. Um, Construction going on in John's office. So the most interesting thing that's happened in the news recently is Elon Musk uh, has raised enough money to purchase Twitter. And the board has actually said, um, sounds like a good idea. Along with one of the co-founders, Jack Dorsey, saying the board of directors of Twitter has been a constant dysfunction and issue within the company. And they did say they signed some sort of poison pill. So I'm curious on if they've bypassed. No, they dropped that. They did. No, they they didn't go. They didn't go through with the poison pill way they were going to. You know, at first they were going to go through, and then I, my understanding is they're going to take their money and run. All those people are going to be extremely wealthy, all the major stockholders, and he's going to pay somewhere close to fifty-five dollars a share, and uh, take it in private. So yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm I'm curious. Who the hell is that? Oh my! Oh, <laughs> well, to those What's up, the, gents? To to, to hey. those in the drinking game, he did show up. So please take that shot <laughs> or hit start a, chugging or or hit <laughs> a, take a hit of whatever your preferred legal drug of choice is. <clears throat> that limits Speaking your of which, check out my new Renfair edition. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah, there you go. Very so, cool. Very so, according cool. to this, Musk said, "I want. I, I also want to make Twitter better than ever by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithm algorithms open source." That I'm curious to see how and how they're going to keep Twitter from being cloned, or you know, the breaking or something like that. Increasing trust, defeating the spam bots, and authenticating all humans. I've seen some so, social yeah, networks. Yeah, I know. That. I'm via like they require yeah. like pictures uh, of your driver's uh, license i know uh, I'm, uh, I'm jumping halfway into no. this here but i i got the impression here in all the news about about musk and, and twitter and whatnot i can sum it up by saying like like it's it's almost as if all of it has become air quotes of musk saying i'm just tired of this shit i'm just gonna buy it and do it my way i i saw somebody quote that's what it really pretty seems much like. I, I saw somebody have the greatest quote. What's the point of having fu money if you don't use your fu money? That's right. right. Hey, that's been said. I mean, he. Right. Yeah, that's a good I point. Mean, you know, the guy will never be able to spend enough money. I, I you know, I forgot what he, he makes a, a second. Unless the stock it's market crashes. Just, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, all right. Yeah, yeah I mean, and, some of his money is a I've little theoretical, but. Yeah, theoretical, right? Not exactly right. liquid, but I, I've said right. it before. I'll say it a thousand times again. He's the closest thing we got to a mad scientist. I will give him a pass for anything. Either we get really cool shit out of it, or we get the world's first supervillain. Either way, I'm down. Yeah, I, right. I, I understand entirely. So I've been I've been following this for a while, and some of the funniest comments are against uh, against him. All of a sudden, some of the 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 Twitter Twitterati. What's that? <laughs> Uh, I said you keep freezing. Oh. Well, it's his hi. video. Well, I hear his the, audio just fine, but his video My, my favorite part is some of the Twitterati. Uh, okay. One of the persons said the boring company is a very boring company. Who wants to have a very bad subway? 
You know, see so now you have people attacking what? him, even though well, Musk. Wasn't he trying yeah, to I don't the, know. Uh, well, well Musk's his ability to. Well, you know, you know what? I, I, how many of those people are just full-on haters of just like I wish I had his money. This is what I would do. Yada yada yada. You're not him. You don't have his money. Shut the f up. Yeah. I, I, honestly, if I had his money, no one would ever know I existed. Yes, they no would. Because all your friends would, would never be, know my name. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. No, I'd be out in the middle of the Galapagos Islands blowing shit up. Yeah, exactly. I'd be right there with you using an alias. <laughs> I, I could hear that yeah. the, 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 the world renowned turtle exploder. You'd, you'd be a, you'd be the uh, National Geographic yeah. enemy number one. <laughs> no, I, I, I'd be I'd be killing, you know, just random things that go by in the ocean. Yeah. The problem is they acquire that kind of money, especially new money. It's not old money. It's new money. Yeah. He right. made that, it. That's you know, true. He made it. So it's new money. To keep that quiet, the ability to do that is virtually impossible. So, Well, there is the guy that owns a new, Jeff. Nobody knows who that guy is. <laughs> that That owns what? There, there's a guy who owns a nuke who goes oh. by the name Jeff. Oh, yeah, and nobody exactly. really knows who he is. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jeff. I own a nuke. That would be, that would, I have to admit, that would be kind of an interesting conversation starter. I can blow up Taiwan. Yeah. <laughs> I know a guy who still owes yeah. me a nuke. <laughs> um, yeah. And since Ryan's here, I, I, I wanted to report this, and I've got a couple of websites talking about this. Rust Movie Shooting Reports finds willful, willful violations on set. This is from CNN.com. Willful? Uh, the crew, on, the crew on the set of the movie Rust willfully violated safety rules and demonstrated plain indifference to, in, to employee safety, which led to the shooting death of cinematographer Halana, H-A-L-Y-N-A, Hutchins, according to a yes. report released Wednesday by the New Mexico Environmental Department's Occupation Health and Safety Bureau. Gun safety procedures were not being followed on set. The film's management team knew it and failed to correct it. Um, hold on. There was another part. Uh, and basically, where was it? The agency sharply criticized rest production management for reporting failing to adhere to safety, uh, safety regulations and uh, they claim were in place. They put in motion something that were going to, that they were going to comply with and never put resources and integrity behind it, including using said firearm at some point to go shooting. Um, yeah. and I think that, that, that can actually, I just say I'm not shocked? That was an accurate statement. Is they were actually using them to go fucking planking out the. Oh yeah, somewhere. that was that was reported on right right after the incident. I mean, I know oh, that's yeah. that's why I didn't believe it is because it was reported so soon after, and you know, I I don't believe shit until it's at least a couple of weeks beyond. Yeah, um, I'm, the, I I adopt a wait and see policy with these things. Right. So let's see. But, I'm, I mean, I'm, saying, so I'm not shocked at all. So that is what I would consider willful, right there. I figured negligent. You know, whatever someone just made the gravest of errors, kind of Ooh. thing, and and felt appropriately bad about it. But that's like you just didn't give a shit enough to want to keep anybody safe. So this yeah. is this is from giantfreakingrobot.com, and this is the first time I've read this. Uh, apparently, this is from Deadline. He also reported in preparations for their impromptu scene during which Hutchins and director Joel Souza were sh- uh, were were shot by a gun. Alec Baldwin's allegedly holding that the armorer was not, and I quote, was not called in to perform her armor duties and inspect the firearm. If she had, Bowles argued the shooting would never have happened. Among other allegations uh, aimed at 
Hannah Guthrie's read shortly after the fatal shooting was that she allowed crew members to use the same firearm Alec Baldwin and other cast members were used for target practice, a former co-worker of Guterres Reed said. On, on fucking real, man. I mean, I don't, to me, there's no amount of inexperience that excuses that. You know, the, the one thing I think I, uh, I can speak for all of us, when we first held a gun, it was pretty obvious the stakes involved. You know, it wasn't something that was lost on me of like, like, oh, I wonder what this does if I do something stupid. Like, it was the most obvious thing in the world. You know, I had the same thing when I started driving a car. Like, okay, this is a serious thing. I'm driving a 7,000-pound, you know, bullet-slash-bomb that can ruin my life or somebody else's or both uh, if I don't treat this with the proper amount of respect. Alan Baldwin was interviewed about his tra- about this tragedy Alec. and claimed that he had uh, see that he was told Alec. that the gun was safe to Alec. fire and not loaded. Alec. Baldwin's Alec. lawyer has Alec. also claimed that the the Alec. based on the report put together with New Mexico Alec safety. Baldwin. Hey, you, you can shut up now. Alec Baldwin. So basically, uh, Alex, you mean Alec Baldwin? No, Alex. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Alec Baldwin okay. claimed that uh, he was told it was a safe firearm, um, and I actually. I never believed the statement beforehand up until recently where somebody said the problem nowadays is we're so most people are so removed from firearms and it, their uses yeah, yeah, yeah. that that it's the generation that grew up on GTA and Terminator movie who think everybody can come back. Everybody can take a bullet until they see well, somebody take a bullet. I don't think anybody thinks that. I think they just they forget how how quick something can happen. How, you know, I mean, um, um. James and I have talked about this before. I don't like getting flagged by a goddamn BB gun. You know yeah. what I mean? Let, let alone anything else. Like like the one uh, um, exception I might make is water pistols, depending who's holding it. You know, to to a certain extent, I like to know that everybody is is. Uh, I sent James a picture once of me at a gas station, um, pumping the gas, but my finger was was high on, high on the slide, as they say. And I was like, dude, even pumping gas, my natural instinct is to put my finger along the edge of something so as to not hook in. Well, here's here's, yeah. here's the reason I say that. He says, I don't think people realize how deadly firearms are. Like, it is, it's people who have been shooting most of our lives, if not who all does? of our lives. That's, I mean, you've been in a... People in, that have been in a closet their whole life without yes. going outside many, or turning how, on the TV. These are the Come same on. people who say the AR-15 is the most dangerous weapon ever created. These are people who well, don't uh, know anything about firearms. Who, who true, they, true. They get all totally their movie, ignorant. They, they get all their movie knowledge from from the drive-by media, from movies, or from people who the last time they held a firearm was you know twenty years before when their dad handed them one. I, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just or, you know, your know. your shithead friends even out in like the middle of the desert or the woods or something like that. You know, there's there's. OK, so uh, I think there's even like a like a four rule version, but I think we all go three rules. Gun safety. In general, well, there there are five actual rules. Oh, five. OK, so I'm thinking yeah. of the like the, the standard three, the muzzle in a safe direction. Um, Always put the gun in a safe direction. Always right. treat a gun as, as if it's, as if it's loaded. loaded. Okay. Um, Never point a gun at anything you do not wish to destroy. Right. Okay. Those uh, are your three majors. Yeah. yeah. Those are those are the, so. Here's the thing: is that those three, those three base ones, and people want to add a fourth or a fifth and and things like that. I'm 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 all with it. 
you have to break all three of those rules for something like that to happen. All three of those rules have to be broken. Right. And they, they, it's, if, they you, if you follow one out of three, then this doesn't happen. That's what bugs the shit out of me about these sorts of things. I mean, like, like negligent discharge, I could sit there and, and browbeat somebody all day over. But if the other couple of rules are, are followed, it doesn't, it's, it's a non-issue. You know, at the end of the day, other you know, than, we, we talked about this in other in, in sure other we episodes. You know, we, episodes. We've hashed this thing in, into the into dust, but yeah, just man. you know, the, the it does get frustrating. And, and movie sets are different. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, we've been through this whole thing about how things are. But my understanding from what I was reading, the most recent part is that the protocols completely broke down, where the armor was not able to go through the safety. Uh, tests and briefs that was required that the gun was handled to Baldwin by a uh, second producer and not the armor. And so numerous things broke down during this whole situation. And uh, I think multiple people are going to be held responsible. Yeah. I, I do have yeah, a, a no, couple I of questions. The, but... It's the armorer's <laughs> duty to resign from something like that. Like, Oh, I'm not able to do my safety briefings and let you idiots yeah. know how this shit works. I'm so, done. I'm not on this. I, I, I do have, so a, the, the... I, I do have a few quick things to add is who brought the extra ammo, the, the live round. To the set? That's the general. one question. Was it, yeah. was it the armorer? Cause at the end then it's her fault. Was it, Joe Blow from the set? Did somebody buy it? The, the question to me, that's the main thing, is who brought it to the set? Sharni, you're you're an armor on a movie, hypothetically. Right. You find out somebody brings live ammunition onto your set. Yeah. You find out that the day before, they were out planking in the desert. I mean, yeah, do I, you not lose your mind automatically? Their, their ears would be ringing. I would, I would go and so they, shit. Absolutely, and and then it goes down to who had custody of those firearms. Right, who are those right. firearms, you know, who are the owners, and who has custody of those firearms? At That's what why time? I assumed. And why were they permitted to be used? Custody. Exactly. There's the whole. It, they're going to have to break it all down. To yeah, this. yeah. Gonna have to figure out, you know, who somebody's ultimately responsible. No doubt about it. But then you know, there's all this stuff that's been talked about. Like we said, the planking and the other things going on. Yeah. And you do not mix the two. They should never be the same. Yeah, so. I'm sure we've all taken new people shooting um probably multiple occasions uh i consider it my responsibility if i take somebody who's never shot a gun before their safety and mine and the people around us is my responsibility at that time you know because i'm the one yeah. who's who's having to explain like hey this is this is how you do this safely and not kill me or yourself or flag the guy next to him where he shoots me because right. he thinks you're a threat so, right and this is apparently still under investigation according to this website uh, rust movie productions llc if if y'all don't know this corporations or llc's are formed per movie made um, mm. So it was fined a maximum fine of one hundred and thirty six hundred and thirty six thousand seven hundred and ninety three dollars, which depending on how much money it was actually and the budget could be nothing or a lot. Well, this was a, a low budget film, so I'm I'm sure that's well, you know a certain amount of money ten million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and whoever invested into it as well. So anyway. yeah, oh man, so I, I want to yeah, switch to a, a more something that yeah. I'm let's still, get off of this. Yeah, still please, laughing about. So uh, apparently, um, one of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet got in a little tiff on an airplane. 
Uh, if you're unfamiliar, if, if you unfamiliar <laughs> with it, of uh, a guy who was described as a perpetual felon decided to piss off one of the greatest boxers in the history of the sport. If I didn't watch that video 200 times, I'd be shocked. By the so, way, I kept this is, that over. Are, are you surprised how fast this Mike is Tyson the guy? Is? So, Melvin Townsend the third <laughs> of course he's was already Douche. been convicted of fraud grand theft burglary possession of a controlled substances and trafficking and stolen property <laughs> this is the idiot that decided that he wanted to piss off mike tyson, mike tyson. he wanted to poke the most famous bear of all time and, and a guy who was known for killing pay-per-views because he would end it he wouldn't yet he couldn't milk the right. fight. So well, I bet, right. let's I face it, Mike Tyson's also an old guy at this point, but he's still an old guy that I don't want to get hit by. No. Have, have, you should no, see no. some and of his shadow boxing. He's, been, he's, he's still incredibly dangerous. All... Well, oh, here's yeah. the thing. He's been he's been smoking a lot of weed for a lot of years and he's really chilled out. A chilled out Mike Tyson <laughs> is still the most intense person you've ever met in your life. <laughs> so right. I, I have some quotes that yeah. I, I want to share because I've been I've been enjoying enjoying social media in this. So this is from Jake Paul. If you're being heckled in public like Mike Tyson was, you should legally get a hall pass to beat someone's ass. Oh, um, man. Let's see. Uh, I want to see Jake Paul fight Mike Tyson. I, yeah, I think, I think we all do. So, uh, I, uh, so my, did you, I, did you see I, the whole like, like couple of minute video leading up to the punch, or did you just see the, the him wailing on him? I no, just watched I Mike. The, I watched Mike I've seen both. I just watched yeah, so there's like a, a good couple of minutes before the the you know because the video really is just him like like over the right. top of him giving him a handful of uppercuts, <laughs> and it was really it looked like he was just trying to make a point like I'm just trying to smack you around. Oh yeah, me. he wasn't oh. he wasn't going full board. No, 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 no. He, was, he was just he was like I'm all those punches and he was just absolutely. basically bitch slapping the guy. Basically, like, you know, so, by I, getting bitch slapped by Mike Tyson is the hardest you've ever been punched. Yeah, probably because he was still bleeding. So, <laughs> right, but, right, but the couple of minutes leading up to it was, I mean, the most antagonistic shit. Where if you weren't Mike Tyson, I think anybody would have been justified to get up and and maybe not punch the dude in the face. You know what I mean? I don't actually, morally speaking, condone violence. However, sometimes. You know, well, there's there's a couple of things. It's, is I mean, it was the like right. you would see that video, you're like, dude, you 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 walk for you one. It's, oh yeah, it's it's, it's Tyson, Mike Tyson was pretty chill through most of it. I mean, let's yeah. face it, this guy just would not leave him alone. Tyson was nice to him in the beginning, being real yeah. nice, and then he was still nice to him when he's telling the guy, hey, cut it out. You know, this just it's, you know, it's, so. it's it's Mike Tyson. He's not really known for being super chill. So the fact he took that much abuse for that long. Yeah. Um, so here's well, a lately here's, he here's has a, been known for being pretty chill. So yeah. Mike Tyson punched somebody who was effing with him. The problem nowadays is MFers think they won't get punched in the face. That's by Ice T. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gene Simmons actually said, "Like I agree." And the, the most fascinating thing about this is you see some people on Facebook saying, "Why are you guys advocating for violence?" It's like he screwed with Mike Tyson. No. I'm not advocating no. for violence. I'm saying I understand the cause and effect of what happened. There's no mystery to me. 
you got to remember Tyson. Tyson's famous quote is, "Everybody has a plan to your punch yeah, in the you get face." Punched in right? the face. And here's, so there you go. <laughs> that guy had a plan, and Mike punched him in the face, and that was it. Mike, I think Mike, he let him know in the nicest way possible, like, "Hey, man, this could have gone a different way for you." Yes. He basically got treated like a dog when you get when you hit him with a newspaper. The guy got reset the hard way. And here's Rogan's comment. Uh, if you find yourself in a situation where Mike Tice is reaching over the back seat of an airline and punches in the face, I think you've probably earned it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah Dana probably. White, Dana White, the president of the UFC, had my favorite oh, yeah. one. Um, yeah, the airplane one. A year ago or so, he had actually posted this thing, and this was a retweet, but it was a video of him on a private jet and Mike Tyson comes up to him, hits him on the elbow and says, I want that seat. And Dana just looked all kind of, kind of spooked like, Oh shit. And he gets up right away and he goes, takes another seat. He's like, I liked that seat. Mike's like, I liked it better. And sits down. So he reposts that and says, this is how you deal. I did want to get into yeah. a little bit of politics, but I guess I, I, I think this is interesting. So we're going to keep this base level. The mouse stepped in it. The House of Mouse, Disney, stepped in something. Now, Florida passed a bill that was limited, uh, limiting uh, sexual orientation, general and identity, and a few other things from like first to third graders. And first, Disney was for it. Then Disney came against it. And then they said out loud, the CEO said, we're going to actively fight against it. Um, and if you don't know, since the late 60s, basically the founding of Disney World, they had a, uh, a special, I forgot the actual name of it. They had a special thing the government allowed them to have where they, 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 they could bypass certain regulations, they can rule themselves, police force, et cetera. Yeah, I and didn't they know lost. what that meant. I'm like, are they the Vatican? What the fuck is going on with Disney? <laughs> and it sounded like it, didn't it? Like a sovereign nation inside of Florida. They were. They, they were respects. a special self-governing status in the area around in, in, in and around Orlando, the theme park. Uh, basically what happened is... They pissed off the government so much that Disney just lost um, that that special that that special protection or whatever it is the right to self govern. Now I'm curious to see what would happen, but apparently Disney's already moved two thousand employees away from Florida, and I'm super curious. Like I don't know the effects it's going to have to Disneyland. A lot of people say it's actually going to raise a lot of taxes for people in Orlando and yeah, the surrounding I area. I don't really know what that, what they had, what kind of special privileges they had and what they don't anymore. I, I, I was so in the dark and still am about all of that. Yeah. So, there was some just like tax exempt statuses on their properties. As far as I knew. So here's a quote. We're not so I don't know exactly. Disney world. That seems dumb. So here's a quote. And yeah. I have, I have no idea if this is right. This could be hyperbole. It said they had they have the ability to they have the ability to build a nuclear power plant without state consent if they want. DeSanto said, "No individual or no company in Florida is treated this way." No, the problem is that's a politician. Politicians have a tendency to inflate the truth, but if that's even remotely true, that's pretty amazing that they would have given Just them. Say that it the right way, was. John. They lie. Politicians lie. Yes, yeah, and true. also I'm kind of for nuclear power. So build a power plant. Get off the grid. Yeah, I'm I'm I with would you. prefer. I would. I'm. I'm with you on that. Let's go ahead and just shut down Disney World and build a power plant. I'm good with that. Yes. Yeah. So the 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 other they part. They me out of my childhood long ago. Anyway, I don't care anymore. The, the <laughs> other the other part I think people should uh, follow if you're interested in politics is and and Disney fans. 
watch the conversation. If you can divorce yourself of the politics yourself, it's a fascinating conversation to see where you see it not only going on Republican and Democrats, but Disney fans and Disney haters. It's the weirdest political intersection ever. So off of Disney onto the International Space Station. Oh, yeah. The uh, one crew finally got their ability to leave the International Space Station. This were the space tourists that we talked about last week that got to spend a bunch of money to, to go on this uh, uh, boys' night out at the, <laughs> at the space station, and they got an extra week. Remember we talked about that? They kind of got stuck up there. Yeah. 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 yeah the so, space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Guess what? You're not going home for a while. But wait a minute. I have an appointment. Do you, You're not going to make it. Do you think they had to ration their food? Well, folks, you're getting half of this jelly. <laughs> you know what? To me, that would complete my space experience. <laughs> Starving. Yeah. Starving. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, you know, some kind of like space hardship. Like, you know, I, I see way too many sci-fi. Here's movies. a hard. Here's a hardship for you. You only get half the oxygen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> which guys, which but, one of your you know, crewmates are you gonna murder so they so they don't breathe up? All that's your right. Hey, you know, you somebody's gonna have to draw straws here. We're it turns a little down on the oxygen supply. Ten seconds. Yeah. No, it's just like PG&E. We're just going to, you know, not let you breathe from four to nine. Yeah. And after you go through something Peak like hours. that with somebody, you never yep. want to see that person again. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they managed to uh, come back to Earth and they splashed down and were retrieved. And everything looks like they, they had a lot of fun for their $55 million each. You know, I, I as, yeah. as far as the, I would, there's so many aspects of that that I would, that I, that I, want to try i mean obviously the, the rocket launches is, is one thing that sort of g acceleration falling back to earth though <laughs> i mean that's got to be a wild ride man oh it, it does you're basically it? That's a powered lawn dart. i mean that's what i'm saying mm -hmm. i mean and knowing that you're just straight falling and counting on and uh, of some giant parachutes to yeah you're it. hoping that it's going to deploy i mean that's <laughs> you gotta go, be a my life is dependent there. on that canopy to open up on my parachute and what if it doesn't it's not yeah you know, like, i don't think they've ever now. had a a parachute failure on on a pod um but i mean just like you are you are straight cooking pun intended into the earth's atmosphere yeah but there's there's a positive for the ocean i mean it's just a there's, that's there's, there's a positive if it all goes wrong yeah. it saves you the casket fee i mean yeah <laughs> that's yeah, true yeah. And you can get military honors because your ass is going to be buried at sea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah. But anyway, so they're back and everything's fine and looks like they had fun. And So talk about back. We're going to talk about our amazing sponsor, Audacity. Oh, you want me to do the draw? Well, that went off like a hitch. Mm. <laughs> well, I wasn't ready. Here we go. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by Audacity. The gamer dignity is overrated. Go to O-D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y.com. That's O-D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y.com. Pick up a card game from this website or selected stores. That's Audacity, the unforgettable party game for mischievous people. And if you decide to take a recommendation and you decide to go to audacity.com, use MADTRIO, all caps, all one word, to save 10% off your final order. And something new straight off the uh, presses from Audacity. There's something irrelevantly awesome brewing in their creative labs. Go to, go to their website or Facebook and sign up to, uh, to hear more about what's cooking in the Audacity labs. 
and make sure to use the promo code Rogan. <laughs> you, you can cut that out in post, right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so I, I, oh, I've, I've got uh, I've we got a, a gaming listicle. Show. Okay, I'll make this Uh-oh. quick. So All Melanie, right. I don't know if she's going to be excited about this. Uh, I'm slightly five dormant video game franchises that are set to return soon. Number five, Lord of the Rings, Gollum, just what everybody needed, another eh. Lord of the Rings game. Mm. Um, Saints eh. Row, those were fun. Less of a meh, but eh. You know, I prefer Saints Row over GTA. A hundred percent. Ooh, that's a bold statement, sir. I agree. Yep. I know, and, and I stand by that statement. <laughs> Grand, Gran Turismo 7, I'm not a fan, but it's an amazing game. Right. And the one that I've been waiting for forever, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell. Oh my gosh, man! I just any anything Splinter Cell. They've talked about movies, TV shows. Just drop a new game, and I'll be I'll be you know stoked, there, man. Right? I don't need yeah, and I don't need anything else but a new game. Mass Effect is allegedly going to, and Mass Effect is apparently coming back because Andromeda apparently was a failure, even though I really loved that one. I, I really fun. liked Andromeda, man. Yeah, I've I've been a uh, I, I'll, I'll be a Mass Effect apologist forever. I, I I really truly love those games, and I want a new Elder Scrolls, and I also want another uh, Dragon Age. Give me those. Have you you said you were playing Elden Ring? Elden Ring is fun, right? but it's um, it's kind of tough. I like I've never played well, a it's game. A Souls game, so yeah. you know. But here's the thing: it's like on the the Souls game, you have to be a masochist to to get through That's it. This this one's like. Sin. This one's not as bad, except for the fact that the points you get, or souls, or whatever you call it, to buy crap, if you get your ass handed to you, you lose it. So there's the, that moment yeah. where your inner child wants to go, Far, you know? Yeah, but you know what? It's I think fun. us, uh, uh, our particular generation, are uniquely adept to, to doing that. Back in the day, we we remember that you had three lives. <laughs> True. You know, and that, and that was it. I mean, get good, nerd. There, yeah, it's like... It, Kind of sounds a little bit like uh, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, you, know, you lose the rings, you got to get them back. That's it. You there, just lost all your rings. Be better next time. There is something cool about it, though, is they have multiple um, characters and like you know, like types. So you can really f- uh, fine tune your play style to the type. You know, like the samurai, the warrior, the mage, etc. Yeah. So for me, it was right. just a matter of finding a, a, a which one fit my playing style. Yeah, no, I give me give me options any day. That's why I've always loved the 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 Bethesda, you know, AAA series yeah. out of the Fallout's and Elder uh, Elder Scrolls and and all of that. Yeah. The amazing customization and the ability to add your own narrative, you know, to kind of what's going on. Um, there, there is one funny thing though. Instead of a male and female character, it was an A and B. You want uh, you want option A or option B? I've never seen that before. I was legitimately laughing. It's like that's hilarious. I mean, hey, whatever, you know. Yeah, I don't, I didn't care, but I just thought it was like, it's like, okay, this is, that's, that's yeah. pretty funny. <laughs> it's, the, it's the subtle things now, you know. Well, they're pretty much. Um, but, uh, so, uh, is that it of your list? Yep, that's it. It was a short list. Yeah, there's a All handful right. of franchises that, that I, that I need to, to, to make a comeback, uh, uh, in general. You know, these are I, I still want, 
the you know the fables to come back. I really right. enjoyed the fables. Those were yes. those were so much fun and highly inappropriate games. Yeah, un- unbelievably inappropriate, and didn't look that way when your parents bought them for you. No, no, no. They yeah. they definitely did not look oh, highly inappropriate. Like little Ryan will like this. I'm just like. <laughs> I can do evil things in this game. <laughs> <laughs> or as, now, as we who know there James There should be disclaimers it, for parents. It's just not fair. I, cannot, <laughs> I cannot know, right? Keep up, you know, after some of the things that I let the kids play or watch, and I kind of went, wait a minute. Yeah. There is, there is <laughs> wait only, a minute. There is you you got to sleep sometime, Rob. Yeah, I know. There was only <laughs> one that looking back at my childhood that I've kind of gone... Uh, the old guy must have gotten a raft of shit a mile long for taking us to, and that was uh, uh, Cool World. Uh, but, uh, I was going to say Howard the Duck. <laughs> no, Howard the Duck is hilarious because how dirty it is in, in the disguise of a wholesome movie. Um, well, but, and, and Howard the Duck kind of falls into that category of like, like you can be... You, you need, in my opinion, a couple of those moments as a parent where you you get to be the cool parent. You pick something that's that's kind of innocuous as far as you're concerned, but made to, it's like the coolest thing in the world to a nine-year-old. You know, like, oh, my God, I can't believe I get to hear these jokes in something like Howard the Duck. And you as a parent, you're like, okay, it's it crosses a little bit of a line, but I'm not really worried too much. Uh, it's a calculated risk, if you will. Um that Howard the Duck is like that. Cool World is like you need, you know, psychiatric help after watching that movie. <laughs> well, I, it, it's it's funny too because one had Leah Thompson, who it still today is absolutely gorgeous, and yeah, and one was you know like the, the this generation's like uh, Fritz the Cat. It was such a shitty movie. It was just the worst worst movie, and it wasn't, but it's close. By the way, watching it now, yeah. if, if, if you ever want to watch a movie that aged like milk, watch Cool World, because I've seen it within the last couple of years, and it's oh it's, god, it's yeah, hilariously it's awful. It's like watching a perverted high school play. That was, a, that was Brad Pitt, too. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, come yeah. on. And what, Basinger? Yeah. I Get think, Basinger, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, what a horrible. Yeah. My my favorite premise in the whole thing, looking back at it, is if he has coitus with a cartoon, it, it, there's issues. <laughs> it's like who thought that was creative solution to a, a that, that's an interesting plot hole. Pretty sad. Yeah, someone someone took the brown acid, man. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sad. So uh, I was playing around with some of the listicle type things for Melanie down here and trying to come up with a few that uh, would be kind of interesting. And, and one of the ones that I came across and, and since uh, our, uh, one of our favorite chefs is part of this show, I was looking at a list of foods Gordon Ramsay. that uh, at least our third favorite chef. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, but at least I go to a them before Mario Batali were good. There you oh, go. Yeah, you're good. I got, I, you're I, good. He was, he was right, right behind Guy him. Fieri. Yeah, all right. <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> that, that's fine. You know, if James did, if James dyed his the, the tips of his hair blonde, I think he would be. He you know, beats him out. He exactly. beats him out at that point. Yeah, yeah but he's gonna make his voice. Right his voice has to be raspier. And, yeah, and he has to come up with right? a really shitty catchphrase. 
But see, yeah, this he's, way, he's this much. He's two inches of blonde tips behind Guy Fieri. <laughs> exactly. At a catchphrase, well, you got You got to do a catchphrase because all these famous. But chefs I do have eat at the restaurant that James works at. You, you two guys can't huh? say that. Yeah, man, it's been right? way too fucking long since I've had James's food, man. Well, whose fault <laughs> is that? If there's one person that knows, you know, like like just just gets me. <laughs> you know you know the, you know the only problem is even though he knows out there i don't get double of anything i, I don't get anything special i don't want to get fired uh, yeah. have you met my boss she, yeah, she ain't yeah. gonna let me get away with that <laughs> she knows me <laughs> so what's the uh did you did you get a chance uh on, on this uh on this particular menu no no that was all already in there okay I mean, I did change a couple things. Of, you know, they do make their croutons from scratch, and that's my recipe, and a couple other things. But yeah, for the most part, it was already set and set in stone by the time I got there. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, there's been people like me eating in that restaurant for over 20 years now, so it's yeah, hard to change so. a lot of the main stuff. Which yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Keep going back for you, so. so how do you compare to the old piece of shit chef to the to the new to the new hotness? <laughs> Saying that wait, 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 we're not describing looks here. That, that let's be fair. <laughs> I mean, you're not turnover rate at that restaurant is very, very high, and I've been there for over five years, and the turnover rate is pretty much about six months to a year. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that's mostly servers though, right? I mean uh servers and, and back of the house quite a bit yeah. it's like the, she doesn't trust very many people to be in the in the back of the house very long <laughs> oh interesting well okay uh, it shows you what i know i'm just getting into <laughs> shouting matches with with cooks and and waiters man that was fun <laughs> <laughs> well unfortunately the way this restaurant's laid out we'd hear it all and see it all so they gotta be kind of oh yeah i've had to learn that the hard way I, i've accidentally yelled shit and fuck a few times back there and been like ah damn it oh and then i can't say ah damn it oh, 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 sorry. <laughs> i'd buy that for a dollar <laughs> come on i always thought that so, the, the chef cooking was part of the show i mean the, the swearing yeah. and <laughs> Sometimes, you know. Right. No, a, we've all seen enough Hell's Kitchen. We know how it's supposed that's to be. Right. It's not a Benihana's either. So. I, would, <laughs> I would pay to go to a Benihana where the chef is cussing in a foreign language. That would be hilarious. Oh, I would pay <laughs> to go to a Benihana where, where James is just like rolling his eyes, having to say the stupid jokes 40 times a day. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, no joke. The no most shit. apathetic Benihana's uh, cook <laughs> of all time. The hardest part is getting the salt and pepper shakers to go up in the air, right? You know, he just they... keeps a mad dog in you as he's like juggling eggs and James, shit. James <laughs> is like the, the, the captain in the first Aliens movie. Kill me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what started this whole thing is there's this list of foods that were the big deal in certain years, and it actually starts about 1940. Oh, man. Oh, which God. I found, yeah, which I found really kind of interesting because I was looking at it and I thought, was it really that old? For instance, for instance, a chop suey started in the 1940s as being the oh. Chinese cuisine in, in full swing during the 1940s, which I went, mm. wow, okay, so good on that. And then there is like, okay, so now things that aren't quite as popular now, but mutton chops or lamb chops, whatever, which I happen to really oh, like. Once I, they stopped calling them yeah. mutton chops, yeah. yeah, Because yeah. everybody's thinking about your beard. I love lamb chops, but anyway, that's another story. Yeah, me but too. anyway, 
Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're really good. So that's an, it started in the 1940s, Dad. And then hmm. uh, Chicken Alla King. Chicken Alla King was 1940s. Okay. I don't remember it much past my childhood. <laughs> so maybe it, maybe it was a, you know, late 40s type of food. But uh, I, do you guys remember Chicken Alla King? I don't I think do. I've ever had chicken alley king or recall. Yeah, it it's a white sauce. White sauce. That's I remember. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. exactly I think, right. I you thought know. you were going to say it was white people. Usually poured over like a biscuit and served with a yeah. vegetable or something. So, yeah, I yeah, mean, that's not bad. That, not, no, it's not bad. It was fine. It's kind of a kid's food. And then what's the salmon I, version of that? Salmon with a white sauce? Yeah. Some kind of like creamy sauce on it. I can't think of the name of it. Forget about it. I don't know. But it's not germane to this story, so <laughs> move on. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. No, no distracting. Rob. Yeah, come on, man. I, things like, did you ever hear of Clams Casino? No. Yes. Bake, bake clams. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Bake, yeah. yeah, bacon in it and breadcrumbs. It actually is oh. pretty good. But again, a nineteen forty yeah. thing. But here's the another one that was really interesting: turtle soup. Ah. Uh, so now, yeah. if if you've never had turtle. And geez, much past the late seventies and the eighties, when it was kind of banned to eat turtles as they were trying to eating them too much. Uh, having had the opportunity to eat a couple of turtle steaks and some turtle food, I got to tell you, it was delicious, and I can see why it was there. But anyway, it's, never really knew it was a big thing at, in the nineteen forties, but apparently it was. So then, as we move into uh, the nineteen fifties, a thing called steak Diane. Oh yeah, I like steak Diane actually. Yeah, so it was uh, a rich sauce with it with shallots and in Worcestershire sauce and Dijon mustard and a few things. It's very good, but you know, again, that's not something you just see. I don't, I haven't seen something like that on a menu forever. I think I don't think it's on the menus anymore. Yeah, I don't think I ever have. I've never heard Mm -hmm. of it, so I think you'd have to explain what it is. So, but I guess. Yeah, I just did. I told you what it was, but you weren't listening. No, so, I okay. meant the customer. You'd have to explain. Oh, you know, what's a okay. Diane? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, on, most menus do come with a description. Explanation, yeah. Usually there's like something Like that helps there. everybody. Come on. So the 50s started shrimp cocktails. That was kind of okay. Uh, but there's one that you don't see too often anymore. Sautéed calf's liver. Or what? Liver, <laughs> liver and onions, that kind of thing. You don't see liver as often as you used to. Did you say just cat's liver? Cats, you know, no, calves. 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 yeah, swear to god, cats. you said cats, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah no, uh, um, I'm, I'm a, I'm actually a liver and onions fan, that's you disgusting. like that, okay, good, good. Well, I mean, how if do it's you like made, your dinner brought right. to you by Fram? It's really, really good. <laughs> um, vichyssoise, you guys know what that is? It's a soup, yeah. yeah, 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 cold soup, yeah, it usually is. It's leek and potatoes for the most part. Okay. Yeah, I I like that soup as well. It's one that you don't see very much on menus at all anymore. It's a, like Rob's list kind of is. It's an older list, but yeah, it's an older I've, list. I've, yeah, I've had that soup, and it's one I like. And I'm not a big fan of soups much. Yeah, it's it, it's a good one because it is different. It, yeah, it's more of the high end restaurants. Every now and then you'll still see it on the the menus for. Yeah, I do picture thing. a yeah. really hoity toity. Yes, like, like French uh, uh, maitre d' explaining yeah. what Vichy was. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, uh, chicken cordon bleu. Remember that, James? I've seen that on. I've seen that on menus still. Still, I've do you? It. Okay. 
19, that was the 1960s thing starting to come in to be real popular for them. And then the 1960s started the famous surf and turf. Everybody uh, had to have yeah. surf and turf. And that started in the 60s, which is interesting. Also, now it's also falling. in the 60s, Mongolian barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. So surf and turf has fallen out of favor and back in favor and out of favor. You know, so it's. I don't think there's any time I will never not like surf and turf. Snake and right. lobster. That's, that's right. my jam. How about uh, crepe Suzette? You know what? Crepes in general have, have made a comeback. Um, and you can put goddamn anything in a crepe. <laughs> you yeah, really well, you can, can have... go overboard with crepes. Well, the beauty with, with crepes is they can be savory or they can be sweet. So right. They can and be the either way. And first so... time I had a savory crepe blew my mind. It was like some kind of pulled pork thing. And it was delicious. Like, I couldn't wrap my head around uh, a savory crepe, and then I had it, and it was just one of those, like, like oh, I've got to make these at home now. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that. Um, I still haven't made the... a savory one. I, I make pretty good, uh, uh, like, like compotes and, and, and crepes, you know, on a, on a rare occasion here. See, I like bl uh, blintzes if they're made right. Crepes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really good. I haven't had those forever, now that I think about it. Have have uh, what else? you still have any 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 from the seventies on that list? Oh, so yeah, I'm gonna get to the end of the sixties. There were things like chocolate fondues, which were very weird. You dip yeah. fruit yeah. things in the hot bar, you know. But so in the now you yeah, see so they just charge nine hundred dollars for it at certain restaurants. Yeah, yeah. So the seventies started loaded potatoes, loaded potato skins. That kind of Hell thing yeah. started in the seventies, and cheese fondues started in the seventies, and. Uh, Primaveras, spaghetti primaveras started in the 70s, which I, I haven't seen one of those in a while, but I don't eat a lot of pasta anymore. So uh, the famous California rolls, you know, were, were started oh, yeah. in, in the 1970s. Yeah, exactly. Um, and <laughs> yeah, they, the reason they started doing that is because they didn't, uh, Americans didn't like seeing seaweed on the outside of their sushi. So they yeah. found a way to hide it inside the sushi, <laughs> call it a California roll and sell roll. it to dumb Americans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So like I'll, I'll just wrap you? up a few few in the 1980s, and then we'll, there were things like uh, blackened catfish or redfish or whatever, blackened mm -hmm. stuff. That became the real – everything had to be black. Oh, that's that's come back. Yeah. Yeah. Reminds me, me of Vitaly. Yeah, which to me was mostly just burnt. <laughs> char. Burnt skin char. char. You got to get the yeah. char on it. And I, you know what? I had it in New Orleans, and I didn't like it there either, so, so much for that. <laughs> Fajitas became a thing in the 80s, and mm, okay. uh, Chinese chicken salads were in the 80s, and oh, tiramisu's sure. started in the 80s, you know, certain things, which were uh, Caesar salads started in the beginning of the 90s, real quick there, and soup dumplings were in the 90s, and then in the 2000s, here's the big one, I'll end it at this one, sliders, sliders became famous in the 2000s, huh. so that was one of those things. Yeah. Oh, sliders and ramen, apparently, according to this list. Oh, and ramen, huh? Yeah, yeah, ramen, ramen was was huh. very much. Um, it was a thing around here for a long time in L.A., but you had to go to Little Tokyo if yeah. you wanted to get ramen. You know, like actual ramen, not your freeze dried. I mean, yeah, no, everyone had top ramen, you know, and that kind <laughs> right. of stuff. Right? No, not rooms, top ramen. Yeah, but like so actual be, legit ramen. Yeah, well, there's still L.A. was was pretty good for the original uh, ramen, you know, little shops, but it's somewhere yeah. other than. Little Tokyo and those different yeah. areas. That would Mr. Ramen, Little Tokyo, if anybody's in town, best ramen you'll ever have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, that's my list. I just thought I'd trip down the 
memory lanes of some of these foods came from or they've come in or gone out or whatever. Yeah, I'm surprised you don't have consomme on there. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I'm sure this list would have. got to remember, I just thrown together real quick here on some of the things. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, still, I, still I can't name every single thing. Yeah. I have still it. want to coin my, uh, my thrice baked potatoes. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> very simple cut you like you i think i think this is james's suggestion yukon golds um cut them in half melon ball them twice bake them right with the with you know pipe yep. in the uh the mashed potato part beer mm. batter deep fry it mm. fair food yeah sounds good yeah. Sounds like stick i don't care what you do you know <laughs> yeah yes. Have- sounds like enough calories for a week yeah, but you can actually load in like your chives, and since you're gonna flash fry it real oh, quick, oh. you could even you know mix in some sour cream. Yes, you know some bacon have bits sour cream inside of, of the thing. Yeah, you, you put me in a yeah. diabetic coma. Have, have any, <laughs> any of you been following the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard uh, thing? Uh, yes, not very closely. I haven't watched any of the court proceedings or anything it's, like that. But it's really been funny. Some of the I've comments. watched a handful of them. Yeah, the videos of this is is. As a court case, it's one of the most hilarious just because all the the Amber Heard's lawyer keeps like asking the thing, like doing the Trump and asking question four or five times. And the whole time, Johnny Depp's like, yes, yes, again, it's a perfectly asked question. Yes. You know, it just it's hilarious. You guys get a chance to see it. You know, yeah, there's, some, there's some good compilations out there. Yeah. Uh, Howard Stern uh, just threw a little bit of shade on the whole Johnny Depp thing, talking about the fact that you know, Johnny can't figure out which accent to use while he's talking. <laughs> this is and i'm sure he's forgotten what his regular voice sound like. yeah sounds right. like you know, he's always Gary got a Oldman style yeah considering he partied with with the guy who wrote fear and loathing in las vegas i i think he gets a pass he probably doesn't remember the last 20 years <laughs> probably doesn't although he's claiming he does but I don't yeah know. i i i love the uh the the part where they're asking him like 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 do you do you use drugs Yes. And as like everybody's in the courtroom, like, like, do we not know who we're talking to <laughs> yeah. right now? You know who you're talking to? And he answers in his Jack Sparrow. <laughs> my my one of my favorite ones is the the guy asked him and something about Amber Heard and said, and you were drinking in the morning, and he said, Isn't happy hour anytime? And the whole courtroom five o'clock somewhere. Laughing. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, it's definitely five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, I learned that line from Bugs Bunny, by the way. Thank you, 1940s. <laughs> it's it's hilarious, and I, I have I'm assuming Johnny Depp is innocent, especially considering all of Amber Heard's exes that have come underneath all the rock the rocks well, and, and said she's a horrible human being. I think it's, yeah, it's I think it it's was a mutual conclusion. It's mutual combat. So yeah, I'm that's what I think. With the two of them, you know, and it's just like. <sighs> You know, how did this really ruin his, how many millions and millions and millions of dollars has he made? How did this really ruin his, you know, Hollywood I, I was ability to be in movies? Wasn't this around the same time about Me Too? Well, it did, uh, they did put on hold a couple of his projects. Uh, they they ripped him out of the, um, the, the Fantastic Beasts one. Uh, it's one of the Harry Potter things, and those movies make a mint. Uh, I thought, it, and, I thought you know, yeah. he, he pulls in big ass paychecks, man. You and know, he learned uh, he learned he got fired from Pirates of the Caribbean via the newspaper. Right. And he recently said, I'll and never come back ever. And it's not about huh. how much money you had going in. It's like you, you, you lost money. Like the amount of money that you had going in is as rich yeah. as he is, is irrelevant. Oh, it, and I yeah. agree with that. It's just, you know, it's kind of like, okay, so obviously it, it must have 
harmed his his career in some yeah, manner. And hers was in the ones, toilet anyway. For sure. Wasn't this? Did <laughs> yeah. this come around the same time as Me Too? Where where there you know like no matter what you That's did, you said, guilty know. or innocent, it would you know if you came across it during that period of time, you would. Be I feel something. like it was late in that period or something. Like it, it, in my mind, it sticks out as a separate sort of a thing but uh i mean like like apparently there was a lot of um like a lot of fabrication going on her side like like some uh, i know at least at the time and i don't know what the actual findings of the court case were were the uh the alleged uh hollywood style makeup for the bruising and stuff that she would do to try to make it look like x y or z you know what happened oh Um, yes i just recently read about that and the company came out and said um that product wasn't out x amount of years ago (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I saw that one. And it's 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 interesting because I, you know, I don't I actually like Johnny Depp, but this is interesting because it's the first time I remember in a long time you have two people where everybody's like, if you saw two alcoholics beating each other beaten up, you'd be like, it'd be Johnny Depp and El- uh, Amber Heard. So Yeah. And look, I like I like Johnny Depp movies. I'm I'm incredibly indifferent to him as a person. I don't I don't he said he know this guy. Um, I'd love to see a legitimate. I saw him walking the rafters of the Viper Room one one day on on Sunset, and that was that was about it. You know, he's he's two hundred and fifty feet from me, um, and it was just like, oh, there he is. I, 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 would, I, I know that he likes to go clubbing and that he's done a lot of drugs in his life, and he played Jack Sparrow, and Fear and Loathing, and Nick of Time, and Ninth Gate. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I like his yeah. movies. That's about it. I would legit- If it turns yeah. out he's a piece of shit, then, then you know, do what you do to pieces of shit. If it turns out he's not, then, hey, I'd like to see another Johnny Depp movie. I would legitimately love to see a Joe Rogan sit-down style interview with no time limits and just literally see what the dude's about. Because yeah. you don't really know anything about him. Right. And, and so, like, every time I hear a little tidbit about him, it just seems, like, super fascinating. Like, you heard, like, Nick Cage buying a for like $50 million buying a dinosaur skull, then being forced to give it back, but not getting his money back. Like just, yeah, he, he just seems but super I, interesting. I almost want to know about these celebrities eccentricities. Cause it's kind of like, you know, I think we all to a certain extent live a little vicariously uh, through the crazy shit that, you know, certain people get to do, you know, um, all of the uh, 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 Prince buying a camel for some rando reason, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, he just bought it for the feet. But I don't need to know what everyone's personal politics are. You're you're an actor. Dance, monkey. <laughs> like, that's legit our relationship. Yeah, it's, it's transactional. You, money, you fucking dance. That's one of the reasons I love the golden era of Hollywood. When they got the fact it's a game. It's, it's 100%. Like, their personal lives only mattered so much. Like, if you actually pay yeah. attention now, to back in the day, you didn't know... Anything besides Anything. Joe DiMaggio liked Marilyn Monroe and everything else. Whatever. Was you very... didn't know Dick about Cary Grant. You didn't know right. anything about Burt Reynolds until, you know, way the hell later. And, you know, people want to write a book late in their life. Cool. <laughs> you know, but uh, it did leave a lot of room for some shady things to happen. No doubt. Like Bing Crosby. Nobody, I don't think. Nobody realized he was yeah, a piece of shit. I don't think anybody. Bill Cosby, not Bing Crosby. No, Bing Crosby. According to all of his children, except for one, Bing, Bing Crosby was a lousy yeah. human being. Oh, really? Okay. Read yeah. uh, Gary Crosby, who was also in Adam 12, a handful of uh, TV shows, wrote a book about him and said he just was kind of an awful person. I'm heavily paraphrasing. I mean, you know, hey, look, there's a difference between being a dick and being like, like criminally like you beat your wife. 
you know, or, you know, I certainly like to beat his children from what I understand. I mean, you know, that kind of makes you. Yeah. Yeah. So, but see, I don't know. See, Johnny Depp to me seems interesting enough. I'd love just to see him on a long form sit down interview where the, he's not, because you, if you watch him, any of these interviews, he's on guard the whole time because all these stupid uh, interviewers always want to do a gotcha question. I want to ask a stupid yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. And Joe Rogan is cool because at least, or that style is, because it just, it's a natural yeah. ebb and flow conversation. You actually but get dude, to see what this many, person's about. How many actors have you seen interviewed where you realize it kind of takes the mystique where you're just like, oh, it's just this guy's just an actor. You I, know, he this this isn't this isn't Martin Riggs. This isn't uh, you know, um, um, why can't I think of Bruce Willis's character from Die Hard? Um, <laughs> wow, that's terrible. But you know, but Bruce Willis is an actor. He's he's an he's a song and dance man. Yeah, he plays like tough guys and things, and he can probably act pretty intimidating. But he's a fucking actor. And every time you hear him talk, he's talking about like acting, and you're like, like this guy's a theater nerd. See, I you know. But- he, Mel Gibson is, I think, is a bad choice because not only is his characters fascinating, he's an interesting human being. I mean, he's he's off the wall. Right. But I, I mean, if if I didn't know anything about him as a person, it wouldn't make his movies better or worse. Yeah, I think. You know, him, and, I, and knowing that he's not William Wallace, you know, just takes <laughs> me out of the thing. I, I actually think him being kind of an odd character actually makes me love his movies more. Same with Nicolas Cage. Like he's had a resurgence lately in a bunch of interviews and just his, the oddness about him kind of makes me but love Nick, him more. Nick Cage occupies the same territory as, uh, um, um, Punky Brewster. Why can't I think of his name? Um, the fly. Hey, we are. Oh, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, uh, where you only watch them because they're insane people. They're odd. The eccentricity yeah. is what yeah. you, is what you gravitate towards. You don't want to know what this guy's problems are. Nick Cage is a Coppola though, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so maybe that answers a few questions. <laughs> yeah. And he's into like like crazy German silent films. I I mean the, the, the dude's a complete complete maniac. Well see that's why I think some of the choices that guy's made in movies <laughs> just yeah. blown my mind. Well that's what I think was is interesting. I just like getting to the actual long form conversation with him was interesting because he took a bunch of shitty films to pay off his taxes. He knew exactly what right. he was doing. He wasn't doing it for the art, he was doing it because he needed to get away from a bill he needed the cash yeah. Ooh, Nick Cage? Yeah. yeah it's like steve why, why steven tyler was on america's got talent or american idol one of those shows he said i wanted to buy a house yeah he said anytime i tour with a band i gotta split it five ways i go on american idol right. I only have to split it with my agent <laughs> right <laughs> what a great way to get a nice big house too huh yeah hey True. and there's, there's some uh, uh advice for for all you young musicians out there uh get like a three-piece band <laughs> yeah. don't have nine guys in your band no backup singers no think it, think it through, yeah, man. For... you get studio musicians to, to do yeah. the album and you've got three members of the band just that's just right. johnny cash and the tennessee too i mean that that's, that's no, the saying, exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah so nowadays everybody expects these mega shows you know and gotta hire oh, yeah. 500 people to put them on yeah they're spoiled yeah, yeah. unfortunately there's not a whole lot of musicians like neil pert along anymore well not a lot of bands are really getting into progressive rock you know like like not a lot of jam bands out there anymore not there'd be you know rush wasn't a jam band but no one's trying to give nine minutes to a new song <laughs> i i think there's somebody oh, out no. there going 
what? Fuck you. <laughs> You're making fun of Russia. I think because we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're running up and I always thought music was an interesting topic, but we unfortunately have to stop there. If you like Rush, tell us your favorite song. And no, it can't be that one you're just about to name. So, ladies and gentlemen, for the California Pariah, the fat man, the old guy, and who the hell is that? As always, <laughs> thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. So, I, I knew we were running short on time, but anybody uh, seen... Uh... <laughs>